Ladies and gentlemen, down there to Playmaker Silence here from the Playmaker's Bar. And you're getting ready to listen to a brand new episode of Shooting Lights Out. And this episode, Shooting Lights Out, is being brought to you by Liz. Locker room by Liz. Get your favorite hat, your favorite jersey, your favorite clothes. Two up your favorite team. And as of today, you can click our link down below for Liz.com and get 25% off site while using the code ZIP25. That is ZIP, Z-I-P-2-5 at Liz.com. Shop now. Get it by Christmas. But also, shooting lights out along with Under the Play Mega Bar brand is brought to you by Fanatics. And with Fanatics, shop your favorite teams, your favorite type of gear, your accessories, whatever it is, to rep your team, to rep your sport. Fanatics was sports fan shop. And for today only, get 65% off site-wide using the promo code Medito. That is Medito, M-O-D-E-L-O. Get 65% off on that link down below for Fanatics.com. That is Liz and Fanatics.com. Shop for your favorite team, your favorite sportswear. Get it by Christmas. Now let's get to it. Shoot it. Lights out. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Shooting Lights Out on this December 5th, 2022. I am your host, Diamond Playmaker Silence here. I thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, normally, I do some things. I'm changing it up today. Today is going to be an all-college basketball talk. I'm going to recap the ACC Big Ten Challenge for both the men and women, the final one that we'll ever see. I have a heat check in basketball to give you, and I have a flagrant foul to give you in college basketball. So... That's what we're going to do today. I appreciate y'all if you're if you watching on YouTube. Thank you for watching. You know, Let me know how you feel. Comment down below and whatnot. If you listen to the audio version, the audio version is available on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Aha Radio, Amazon Music, Pandora, whatever you got, you name it. Shooting Lights Out is available to you on all those platforms. Leave a nice review. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if I need to get better at things. I'm really to take the criticism as well as the praise as well. It doesn't bother me. It helps me get better in what I'm doing right now. So I appreciate the love. I appreciate everybody feeding back. But now let's get to it because we got to recount the Big Ten ACC Challenge from last week because that's where I left y'all at. It was the, it's the final one that's going to happen because starting next season in the 2023 season, it will now be the ACC SEC challenge going forward. So this challenge is officially done for uh, the SEC Big 12 challenge is next year. And when January gets close to the end of that month, 
That'll be the final Big 12 SEC challenge, and I will preview that and recap that when that takes place. But to begin things off, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start off with the ladies. As you can see here on your screen, those of you who are watching on YouTube, this right here is all the games that was going on when uh, we was going to watch this challenge for the final time between the ACC Big Ten. As you can see here, here were your games spending off in two days in two days span. So let's get right into it. Our recap. Starting off in November 30th, you see number four, Ohio State went down to Louisville, Kentucky to take on the 10th rank, 18th rank, my bad, 18th rank Louisville Cardinals. And as you can see, it was all but guys, 96-97. Big win for the Ohio State Buckeyes in the Big Ten, giving them the 1-0 lead. As we keep moving forward, we had Illinois taking on Pitt. And down in Pittsburgh, Illinois took it 92 to 71. Big the Big Ten going up 2-0. Syracuse and Purdue got into it up in uh Indiana. West Lafayette, Indiana, and Purdue took it 87 to 73. That is 3-0 for the Big Ten. But don't look now because the ACC came back on. Boston College took down Worker 75-61. Virginia went down to Penn, went down to Penn State and took them down 89 to 68. And Wake Forest finished the night with a big win at Minnesota, 63 to 59, leaving both teams tied at three going into night two. And in night two, ladies and gentlemen, December 1st, we started off with Northwestern taking on Duke at Cameron Indoors with the Duke. Lady Blue Devils taking it 66 to 50, giving the ACC the 4-3 lead. Then we head up to Bloomington, Indiana, where it was the North Carolina Tar Heels ranked sixth in the country, checking on the fifth rank. Hoosiers of Indiana, and it was not close. 87 to 63, the Hoosiers defend Assembly Hall with dominance. We are tied at four apiece with more games to go. And as you can see here, Maryland took the trip to South Bend to take on the Notre Dame Fighter Natters. The 20th ranked Terrapins take down an upset. Number seven, Notre Dame 74 to 72, giving the Big Ten the 5-4 lead. And then as we moved on, we had to head down to Blacksburg, Virginia. Virginia Tech Hogan's ranked ninth in the country, hosting Nebraska, and it wasn't close. There's a reason why. Virginia Tech was ranking Nebraska. It's not 85 to 54. We're tied at five apiece with four games to go. By the way, the goal for the ACC Big Ten Challenge, they played 14 games. Eight wins clinches it for whatever conference gets eight. So we at four, we at five apiece with four games to go. Which one of these schools can take out three wins, three out of four to win the challenge? That's when we head to West Manhattan, Madison, Wisconsin. Excuse me. It was the Wisconsin Badgers taking on the Florida State Seminoles. The Florida State Seminoles, lady, the Lady Seminoles are having a very surprising good year this year. Uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're playing against Florida State, you better come prepared because these girls are not playing around. And Wisconsin find that out, 92-87. Big win for the Seminoles on the road, giving the ACC the 6-5 lead. Then we got a top 12. We had a top 12 matchup at 
Iowa City, Iowa, where Katie Clark and the Iowa Hawk are looking to rebound and get on the winning trail as they host number 12, the NC State Wolfpack, and it just didn't happen. 94-81, NC State takes it, giving the ACC the 7-5 lead. And one that you don't see on your screen as of right now. Oh, there it is right here. All right in the middle. I skipped over it. You had Georgia Tech and, and East Lansing, Michigan, to take on the Michigan State Spartans with Georgia Tech winning 66 to 63. Eight to five ACC. They won the challenge despite Michigan head down the court. Gables ranked 17 in the country and beating. The Miami Hurricanes 76 to 64. It didn't matter because the ACC had already hit the number eight as they win the ACC Big Ten final challenge on the ladies' side, eight to six. Shout out to the ACC ladies stepping up doing doing the big doing the bid for the ACC over the Big Ten. That was the ladies. How did the fellas do in the same challenge? Is the question. Let's see, because we're not going to shift over to the men's. See, the men's had 14 games. It's spending the call three days, unlike the ladies. The ladies spent off against two. You had three days beginning on the 28th last Monday, the 29th, and the 30th for the men. And the men, the ACC jumped out to a 2 0 lead right out the gate. Virginia Tech taking down Minnesota at home, 67 to 57. Pitt going on the road to take down Northwestern, 87-58, 2-0 ACC League going into the two big days. And then going on to Tuesday, November 29th, we saw Maryland continue the downfall of Louisville, 79-54, putting the ACC up three, putting the ACC up 2-1, putting the Big Ten on the board, should I say, putting the Big Ten on the board. Finally, in that game. And then we head down to Death Valley to Clemson, South Carolina, where Penn State paid a visit to the Clemson Tigers. A very great game, a very compelling game, double overtime. The Clemson Tigers take it 101-94 from double overtime, giving the ACC the 3-1 lead. But the Big Ten would not go down quietly as Syracuse was at 16-ranked Illinois. And shout out to the final line. They won this one 73 to 44, slicing the ACC lead down to 3 2. And then the Iowa Hawkeye taking down the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets 81 to 65. And now they all up to three with two games to go. And I know two games to go. You see Wake Forest. They was in Madison, Wisconsin to take on the Wisconsin Badgers in a very tightly contested game. Wake Forest edges out. Wisconsin 78 to 75, giving the ACC the 4 3 lead. And the final game of Tuesday night was number three, the Virginia Cavaliers and Ann Arbor to take on the Michigan Wolverine. Michigan had a double digit lead at halftime and they watched it evaporate before their eyes as Virginia, the UVA, comes back to win 70 to 68. And in our Michigan, giving the ACC the 5-3 lead going into the final night of Wednesday, November 30th. They just need three wins to clinch the challenge. And as we go to the 30th, 
We begin at Coors Gables with the Miami Hurricanes hosting the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Close game. Miami Hurricanes take it 68 to 61, giving the ACC the 6 3 lead. They are two away. And then from Coors Gables up, up by four to Tallahassee, Florida, when the Florida State Seminoles having a disappointing season thus far was hosting fifth-ranked Purdue Boilermakers, and Purdue was was in control from start to finish, 79 to 69, putting the Big Ten to, to number four, to the ACC six. But then you had a top 25 showdown at Cameron Indoors between the 25th-ranked Buckeyes of Ohio State at 17-ranked Duke. A, hard, a hard-fought game back and forth. Duke finally took control and was able to hold on for an 81 to 72 win, giving the ACC a 7-4 lead. They just needed one more win. It didn't come at Nebraska because Nebraska took care of Boston College, 88 to 67. It's a 7-5 lead now, and then it all ended at South Bend. When the Notre Dame Fighter and Irish hosted 20th ranked Michigan State Spartans, a 70 to 52 win gave the ACC the 8 5 lead, which gave the ACC the clinching game. But there was one more game of another a top 20 showdown in Bloomington, Indiana, Assembly Hall, when the men of the North Carolina Tar Heels took the visit to the men of the Indiana Hoosiers. And just like the lady who just did to the Lady Tar Heels, the men did the same thing. The men who just did the same thing to the men Tar Heels. 77 to 65 with the final rankings being 8-6 in favor of the S of the ACC over the Big Ten. Shout out to the ACC for winning both the men's and the women's. Challenge this year, the final one, as I said earlier. But there is a team on both sides. There's one team in the Big Ten that's getting a heat check, and there's a team in the ACC who's getting a flagrant foul. So that's what's coming up when we take this short when we take this commercial break right here, and then when we come back, we got a heat check coming from the Big Ten. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license, sports gear, memorabilia, whether it's for the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, or even International Soccer League, or even college sports. So whip your team, whip the hardware, get comfortable, because Fanatics is the way to go. Where sports fans shop and official license everything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shooting Light Side. As you see, we are finna get into the heat check. But before we do, I just want to reiterate that for today only, on this 5th of December, if you hit that link for fanatics.com and you can shop for 65% off site wide with the promo code Modelo, M-O-D-E-L-O, 
That is 65% off site wide. The link is down below. Go ahead, get your shopping. You can get it by Christmas. Now, as you can see on your screen, the heat check is brought to you from the Big Ten, and it's the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, the Purdue Boilermakers currently ranked fourth in the country. They are 8-0 and have the top spot in the Big Ten thus far as we are getting re really getting into conference play right now. But it is how, and it, here is why the Boilermakers are a part of heat check today. As you can see, they started off this season against Marquette. They took down the Marquette 75 to 70 with a good win. Then they then they hosted Milwaukee and they took them down 84 to 53. And also Pete, they took them down six. But yeah, those three wins, they should have had at least two of them, you'll say, but they three and but we're getting to. The Phil Mike Legacy Tournament, ladies and gentlemen. They opened up the tournament against West Virginia, Press Virginia, as we like to call them when they was ranked 24th in the country. Beat them 80 to 68. And then the next game, the semifinals, it was against the number 16 in the Gonzaga Bulldogs, and Edie had his way. If I can bring up the numbers real quick, because as you can see, that is an 84 to 66 win over D. Gonzaga Bulldogs, correct? And Edie had his day. Uh, they they handled business in that one. There was that was very shocking to see what the Purdue Boilermakers did to uh, to the Gonzaga Bulldogs, but they did their thing, and you cannot knock it forward. So as I look at it, try to pull up the numbers here. Because I know, I, I remember Edie having a double-double. That was Zach, Zach Edie. He had 23 points. No, he had 23.7 boys. That was about it. But he had he got help from Lloyd with 14. Smith gave him 14. First off the bench gave him 10. Drew Timmy had 29. Hickman gave you 15 for Gonzaga, and you only got 11 for Bolton. That was it. That was the difference right there. They had, and they just handled business. And then from there, you had the championship game between number eight Duke at 24. And Zach Eady yet again was dominant in that game. 21 points, 12 was for Zach Eady. Lord gave him 18 points. And they held the Duke Blue Devils to only 36% shooting and 10.5% from three-point range. Dominant performance of West Virginia, Gonzaga, and Duke. Two teams, two of them teams are ranked. And Gonzaga being a top 10 team and Duke being a top 10 team. So that's two top 10, 10 victories for them right there. And then obviously you see what we did with the ACC Big Ten Challenge. They went into Tallahassee and they handled business against a a very surprising, disappointing uh, Florida State team, which a lot of people did not see coming because Leonard Hamilton has done a great job at Florida State, even though I am a Gator fan, but I tell you how it is. But Florida State, just a one and eight start to start the season. is something that a lot of people did not see. One and nine, should I say one and nine to start the season. Did not see coming. Lost their last five games. The only team that's worse than them is Louisville. They haven't won a game yet. They 0 and 8. 
and which was very surprising. But Purdue was handling business, and then they opened conference play against Minnesota at home, and they took care of business of Minnesota, eighty-nine to seventy. And you can't be mad at that. That was back on. That was back on December four this past Sunday on yesterday. So I say, and Zach Eady again being dominant. 31 points, 22. Good. He had a 31 and 20. He had a 30 and 20 game. 31 points, 22 boards. Lord dropped 20 and eight assists. Okay, your bench, your bench gave you 25. I mean, you this is what these boys are not playing. That's why they eight and oh and rank where they are ranked as of right now. And that being fourth in the country. And they deserve really so need to be ranked fourth in the country. And as you can see here, they have a nice one coming up in a couple of days that should be able to handle business against against Hustro. Then you then you on the road to Nebraska should be an interesting one. You got the Indy Classic against the Davidson Wildcats on the 17. That should be a fun one. You got New Orleans at home at FAMU at home. Those should be easy wins. So you talking about nine. Maybe 10, 11, 12, 13. They could be 13 and 0 when we go into the new year. And then in the new year, Rutgers come in and play. And then the 5th of January, excuse me, the 5th of January, you talking at the Buckeyes. And then after that, on the 8th, you're at Penn State. So you have some. You got some cupcake. You have some nice, easy wins coming your way to end the year. All you should be poster. You should. You should probably beat Davidson unless they reverted back to them days of Steph Curry. You should definitely beat New Orleans. You should definitely beat FAMU before you get back into your Big Ten conference schedule with Rutgers, Ohio State, and Purdue. I mean, and Penn State. So, but nevertheless, though. It's not the only games I'm looking at. Because on the 13th, you have your rematch with Nebraska. And then on the 16th, you head to Michigan State. That should be a fun one to watch with Tom Mizzle. Let's see, can he get his team, his boys back on the winning trail? You know, playing some good ball and whatnot. Then you play Minnesota again. This time at Minnesota, but you should take care of business against them before. The 22nd when Maryland comes in, ranked 13 in the country currently. We'll see where they rank that when January 22nd gets here before you head to Ann Arbor to take on the Michigan Wolverines on the 26th. And your second matchup with the Michigan State Spartans on the 29th to end the month of January. So by the end of the year, Purdue should be nowhere, should be somewhere at 12 and 0. I mean 12 and 1, 13 and 0, somewhere like that. With Nebraska being that little iffy game right there. And then you got your matchups at the beginning of January. So you again between Rutgers, Ohio State, and Penn State before you get to the meat of it of the conference play with Nebraska again, Michigan State, Minnesota, Maryland. A very good game to watch. Michigan and Michigan State again. So Purdue was on a hot streak. They're undefeated. Hey, you know. Most likely will probably get to 13 and 0 before they really hit the conference schedule and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to their next games coming up. Let's see can Purdue keep going and can Zach Eady continue to dominate the way he's been dominating. That is the heat check.
Purdue Boilermaker style. The Playmakers Bar is proudly to announce that it lettered a partnership deal with Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Stream live sports from any device that you have, whether it is your computer, laptop, or even your cellular device. Catch breaking news live when it happens and enjoy a mountain of entertainment from movies to shows to whatever you love doing. Paramount Plus. Plan starts at $4.99 a month, but right now you can get a free trial. Just hit that link below with the Playmakers blog and start your free trial right now. Paramount Plus. Mountains of the Entertainment. All right, welcome back to Shooting Lights Out, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Paramount Plus is a great sponsor for the Playmakers Blog. It ain't Shooting Lights Out, so get your free trial now. And then if you love it, $4.99 a month, you can't miss out. Now, those of you, y'all looking at the screen and you seen the North Carolina logo. That is because it's time for what I like to call the Flagrant Foul. For those of you who are new to the show, Flavor File is a team that's is it, so it could be a player, a coach, or a team. Either they did something foul, they, they did something flagrant, or they performing very, very horribly. For those of you who have listened so far, I have done Flavor Files on the Boston Celtics with Email Doku and the whole situation with him and Bright and the whole organization. Along with Draymond Green, I've done flavor foul on the Lakers at the start of the NBA season. I've done flavor foul on the Bluegrass State that is known as Kentucky with the Kentucky Wildcats and the Louisville Cardinals men's men's basketball teams. Now my next flavor foul is on the North Carolina Tar Heels, and I'm talking about the this would be very evident why I have to do a flavor foul on the North Carolina Tar Heels. That's my final one right here. Because as you recall, the North Carolina Tar Heels, they are coming off of being runners-up in the NCAA tournament, losing to Kansas in the championship game after ending Coach K's career by beating Duke in the Final Four. With most the, all the starters coming back, Amar Bedcott, uh, Love, Black, you would think North Carolina would be who they are. And they in uh we're not the only one because the committee thought so the AP poll thought so too because it's North Carolina. Everybody's back. So they they put them up at the number one team as the, the number one team in the country to start the basketball season off. So to start the basketball season off, as you can see here, they are now five and four, 13th in the ACC, which we nobody predicted, nobody saw coming, but this is where it is. All right. So with that being said, let me move it on. Here's why they started off. They started off against some pretty uh, easy team. North Carolina Wilmington beating them by 13. College of Charleston beating them pretty handily, too. And then Gardner-Webb beat them 72 to the 66. Pretty make you good. Back that game was that close. But nevertheless, three home games, three wins. You're, you're rocking and rolling. Okay. Then we move on. You get to James Madison. James Madison, you beat them by 1680-64. You're still rolling. Then we get to the Phil Knight Invitational Tournament. 
And then in the first round matchup, you faced off against Portland because they needed a team to represent Portland because it was in Portland. And you could only beat them by 89 to 81. But you're 5-0. We're going to let you slide. And then things go south. You take your first loss to the Iowa State Cyclones, 70 to 54, where the Cyclones shot 44% on the field. I mean, no, where the Cyclones shot 44% on the field and 45 from three. And the Tar Heels shot 44% from the field, but only 16.7% from three. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. The Tar Heels were three for 18 from the three in that Iowa State game. It was terrible. Ahmed Beck, I had 13 points, nine boards. Black only gave you six. RJ Davis, 15. Caleb Love, 12. You were outdone by Iowa State's Jaron Holmes, who put up 22 points. And I'm going to not be in the long played up grill who drop a whopping 31 on the targets that is loss number one and then loss number two came to the alabama crimson tide as you fought in the third place game of the field night invitational tournament it took four overtimes and alabama outlasted you 103 to 104 Armando Bed caught 20 points, 10 boards. Black gave you 10 and 8. Davis gave you 19 and 9. Love 34 and 9. I mean, it was a very back and forth affair. But you have Shire for Alabama with 24, 5 and 5. Quickly off the bench with 21, 6 and 8. I mean, you got 14 apiece from Miller and Medico, Gurley and Griffin. Gurley gave you 13 off the bench for Alabama. Bradley gave him 10 off the bench for Alabama. It, it took a lot to get this. It took a lot out of this both of these teams, but two and two losses in a row for the Tar Heels. All right, we can understand it. Yeah, okay, you lost to Iowa State, and you, you weren't looking for overtime, man. Somebody had to lose. Somebody had to lose. And then the ACC Big Ten tournament took place at Assembly Hall. And North Carolina couldn't make a shot worth a damn in that game. And I watched that game. I know you see 77 to 65, and it's like, oh, they, only, they lost by 12. No, they couldn't hit a shot worth a damn. Indiana shot 50% from the field, 23% from three. Indiana was 31 for 62 from the field. North Carolina shot 34% from the field and 27.8% from three. They could not hit a shot. North Carolina struggled to put the ball in the bucket. Okay. Armando Bedcott, 12 points with 10 boards. Nance, 15 points, 12 boards. RJ Davis, 11 points. Black, zero points. Caleb Love, 13 points. Did it, did it, did that sound like a winning a winning team to you? Like Nance, who is the younger brother of Larry Nance Jr., who plays in the NBA, he was the leading scorer with 15 points and 12 boards. 
he shot four for 11. Badcock shot four for 10. Black only took two shots and he missed both of them. RJ Darius, four for 11. Caleb Love, five of 16. Your starters by themselves was only made 17 in shots. But they took, if my math is correct, 46 shots. 17 for 46 on the North Carolina starters. That is terrible shooting at its finest. Okay. If I was to do some math here and just look at the starters by themselves, because that's what they did. This is exactly what they did. Okay. I just I am done finding out how bad this team shot the ball. I mean, they shot the ball very, very bad in that game, and I didn't expect them to shoot the ball that bad. They were 17 for 50. 17 for 50. That is 34 percent. 34%, man. That's the stars. That was the ACC Big Ten Challenge. But that's three in a row. Iowa State, Alabama, and Indiana. And then we're still not done because they poked an ACC play not that long ago. And I'm going to get back to that in a minute. And they lost to Virginia Tech 80 to 72. Now, Virginia Tate is right in one. You know, Indiana's right there in the top 10. Alabama's right somewhere in there. I don't know if Iowa State is ranked, but I can look at it right now for you. But this is the team that brought back four of the starters from the national championship game team. And this is not going well whatsoever yet again. 47% from the field, which is better, but they shot 17% from three. It was three for 17 from three. They had no back out. He's out, I believe, with an ankle injury. He was out, but man's 18 points, 10 boards. Black, only two points, one for three. RJ Davis, 18 points. Caleb Love, 18 points. Which is not enough. This is not enough. You, you, you're killing yourselves. So now, when we look at it, go back to the article that you saw. And uh, this is from the Associated Press. This is from earlier today. Houston, Texas, top men's suits, polls. Preseason number one UNC outs. That is right. The season started almost a month ago, and all of a sudden, the Tar Heels are no longer ranked. The Tar Heels are no longer ranked. I can give you, I can give you the top twenty-five just to show you how bad it is. Houston is at one. Texas is at two. UVA is at three, and they haven't played Virginia yet. And Virginia's on a tear. That was that was the last time I did a I did a I did a heat check on Virginia, and they still are on fire. Purdue four, UConn five, Kansas six. Tennessee 7, Alabama is 8, Arkansas is 9, Arizona 10, Auburn 11, Baylor 12, Maryland 13, Indiana 14, Duke 15. They go your second ACC team. So we got to go from 3 
All right, down to 15, we get another ACT, ACC team in here. Kentucky 16, Illinois 17, Gonzaga 18. Gonzaga was started out number two, right behind North Carolina. They dropped all the way down to 18. UCLA's 19, Iowa State 20, Creighton 21, San Diego State 22, Mississippi State 23, TCU 24, and Ohio State 25. You only got two ACC teams ranked. And one of them is not North Carolina because North Carolina is currently five and four on a year, only one in conference play. They down here with Boston College, who's five and four and only one in conference play. Florida State, one and nine, only one in conference play. And Illinois is 0 and eight, only one in conference play. This is where North Carolina stacks up in the ACC right now, 13th in the league. 13th in the league. That is where we at. And it's crazy that it is the way it is right now. I'm just amazed at what I'm seeing from the North Carolina Tigers. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Ladies like Michael Jordan, Vince Carter. Okay. We can go on with the legends, you know. But matter of fact, one of the legends played for North Carolina. One of the legends that played for North Carolina is the one coaching North Carolina, Hubert Davis, under Dean Smith. So North Carolina, you're not playing well. You need to get it together. You have four guys who was part of that championship run team back on your team, and you're five and four through nine games. Now you have a Georgia Tech team who's been up and down. Can you beat them on the tenth? You have five days off, or well, six days off, should I say? Because you don't play again to the tenth. That guy, hopefully, he can be back by then. And then you have the Citadel on the thirteenth. Those are two winnable games. I would like to think so, but you never know with y'all at this moment in time. Before you get to the CBS Sports Classic on the seventeenth against Ohio State, and then from there you have the other Big Ten team that is most known to be in the. It was most known in the Michigan Wolverines for the Jumpman invitation on the 21st. Before you face off and get back into ACC jump and ACC play with Pitt to end the month and to end the year before we go into the 2023 year. So, yes, as I see right here, North Carolina. You guys are being assessed a flagrant file. And I hope y'all get it together before it is all over. All right. That is all I have for you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in on today. Thank you for watching. Like I say, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, go ahead, comment, like, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Those of you who listen to the audio version, go ahead, leave a nice review. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what I can get better at. And we can keep moving forward with shooting lights out. I end up play make it down that silence. I'll catch y'all next time. Good. You've done great. But you can't stop here. You can't stop now. You gotta keep going. Through all your trials and your tribulations. You gotta keep pushing. Now, finish your camp. Yeah, gotta get it out the mud. That's the only way to win. Who am I to point the finger like I never ever seen? Been through the ups and downs like the letter.
way to win. That's the only way to go. Gotta get it out of mud. Gotta get it out of flow. Cause that's the only way to go. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow it on all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a whole lot more. This has been Shooting the Lights Out. Masterpiece.